It's Friday, and it's time for Let's Eat with me, Chef Nick. Join us from 3 to 4 for an hour of food, drink, and a little information. Call in and have a chance to win a gift card. Call 769-9577. Thanks for tuning in to Lakeshore Public Radio, 89.1 FM, WLPR. Thanks for tuning in, all you region people. Great day out there. It's beautiful out there, huh, Jose? About, what, 75 degrees? Sunny. Oh, yeah. I it's went outside, perfect. and I was finally happy. You know what? I want to <laughs> I want to put a shout-out to uh, Lakeisha, one of our guests here. Her daughter's having her prom today at Maryville. And what's her name, Lakeisha? Brooklyn Edwards. Brooklyn and Colin. There you go. <laughs> and they're having it at Maryville. You went, you're a Maryville grad. I'm a Maryville yeah, grad. Yeah, I was going to a lot of Maryville grads. You know what? Yeah. It's great is they're going to have a great night. They're going to have a great awesome. day. So I wish them to have a lot of fun out there. Not too much fun, but a lot of fun, right? Yeah, prom's fun. Prom, <laughs> Maryville prom in particular fun. It was fun. Uh, folks, uh, thanks for joining us here on Let's Eat on 89.1 FM. I'm Chef Nick. My co-host is Jose Rodriguez sitting about an arm length away from me. How you doing, Jose? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Good. Getting ready for uh, this weekend? I am. Yeah, I'm getting prepared. You know, there's a great big event, a uh, first inaugural event for a chili cook-off here in Maryville. Oh, that event. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that one. It's uh, right off of I-65 there. Um, It's being sponsored by Man's Man Chili Mix. And Mm. uh, they're having a two-day event um, this Saturday and Sunday. It starts at noon, goes to three. And we have some of the representatives there. We also got a Tanya, is it a world champion or what is it? Yes, it's the world champion. I'm the reigning 2022 homestyle chili chili champion for the International Chili Society. So we have uh, Tanya. That's a mouthful. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we have we have Tanya Jester, and we have your nephew Caleb Jester. Correct. And we also have uh, Lakeisha Edwards, and she's from the uh, Saint Joseph Carmelite Home in East Chicago, right? Yes. All these are mouthfuls for me. <laughs> All this. But um, the gestures, we can say, are mm-hmm. uh, competitors and uh, also judges in this first annual chili cook-off, right? Yes. I'm, I am the chief scorekeeper. Oh, and the chief scorekeeper. Yes. So one day you're a scorekeeper, the next day you are competing or no? No, I'm not competing this weekend. Oh, no. not Well, no. I am in one of the categories, but it's well, on one of the other sanctioning Well, sites. I'm going I'm to tell you, <laughs> uh, Myron um, is... Um, part of the Man's Man's Chili Group. Um, so I have a little, just to get going, we have Man's Man's Chili, a Crown Point-based chili spice mix company. This event um, is hosted by Man's Man. It's a north, It's um, this weekend, Northwest Indiana, uh, Interstate I-65 Chili Cook-Off. It's at the Union Operating Engineering Local 150 Hall in Maryville. The proceeds will benefit the St. Joseph Carmelite home in East Chicago. And Man Man's Chili has been around since 1960. Oh. So, mm. I, so um, Myron, is, it, I, I, is he the owner, the president? I think so. I I'm think so. Sure. <laughs> you know, he didn't tell me if he was, but I, I suppose so. He's, he's the one mm-hmm. that got it all together. So, again, I want to introduce everyone here. So, uh, t- uh, Tanya, um, what does it take to be the world champion in Chile? Patience and luck. And luck. And luck. Yes. Now, is it just one recipe you deal with, or you have plenty of recipes? Each year, I start out with a new recipe, or I tweak the one from the previous year, and then also it depends on where we're competing on what changes I make up for it. So, where do you, where are some of the uh, venues that you compete at? Uh, world Championship is in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We've been to Homosassa, Florida. We've been to your um, down in Southern Florida, Texas, Mississippi, or Mississippi, Missouri, Iowa, Illinois, what all you, over. What got you involved? My husband. <laughs> well, how did he? How did he? Get he you started involved? out um, with fireman cookoffs and. From that, it led to, with the sanctioning side, his brother um, got involved with the sanctioning side of it and brought the sanctioning to Indiana, and he started with that, and I started going to competitions with him, and one day, we were coming home, and I said, you know what? I'm tired of just sitting here watching. I'm going to start competing, too, so we all compete against each other. Did you practice at home? Is that what you did? No. No. <laughs> you just went on site and started, I just went out and started, started cooking. <laughs> so how long did it take you to win something? 
Oh, it took a couple years. Okay. Um, well, let me rephrase that. My very first year of competition, now that I think back, um, which was with the Cassie organization, I actually qualified for the international championship that year. So, And I actually placed in the top 60 of the chilies, and I, there was close to 300 chilies that year. Really? Oh, wow. Yes. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what makes your chili special? Me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. We'll get back to what makes your chili special. Um, What other awards have you had, and who are some of your sponsors? You got a jacket that's like a race car driver. You know how the race car driver has the jacket with all the little patches all over? You know, from uh, some motor oil or something like that? Uh, Bush's Bush's Beans. um, They sponsor the ICS Homestyle Championship. Um, So they come out with this beautiful, gaudy amazing yellow jacket looks like it's from a rodeo it does look like it's from a rodeo yes um it has my name embroidered on the inside of it it has the year um they put up the money for the homestyle division um actually homestyle division is the only one who gets a jacket plus i also got a great big trophy big bowl trophy and a nice little payout. And if folks, if you want to see what this jacket looks like, and you also have a buckle. Uh, the buckle is actually one of the um, awards for this weekend. For this weekend. For this oh. weekend. All you have to do is go on Let's Eat POD. That's our Instagram account here. And you'll see the pictures of all these people here. And uh, you see the Man Man's uh, Chili Mix packages. And you get to see the buckle. Mm-hmm. And you get to see your, your jacket, yes. too. Yes. Any other sponsors? Um my old Bill's Spices out of Corsicana, Texas, uh, right outside of Dallas. They um, are that's where we buy all of our spices. Really? Yeah. So, chili. What? What is it? Is what kind of? Where did it? Or where's the origin from it? Yeah. The origin it is from Texas. It is. Is it, it is more a, more like a Southern Texas thing? Down um, back in the old days when they were out on the cattle drives and everything from the dehydrated meat they would add the spices and make chili out of it so um true texas red chili does not have beans okay so <laughs> so you 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 said a couple buzzwords to me okay. one was home style chili which i always thought it was chili made at home and then you got uh red <laughs> correct style chili so what are the differences uh red traditional red chili is um basically a nice smooth blend of meat and as we refer to it gravy so the sauce that goes with it okay um i mean it can have you know vegetables and it can have you know tomatoes and onions it just all has to blend nicely together um the home style is basically the same but with beans but with beans now let me uh home style can actually it doesn't have to be red it can be white chili it can be veggie chili it can be red chili it can be green chili uh as long as it has beans in it any other awards you've ever gotten i've won a couple of hat tricks and then um you play hockey too yeah (laughs) hat tricks are through the ics um (laughs) you have to win three of categories in order so um i mean i've always in chili always always in chili okay uh, well, no, it can be salsa also. And which this event yes. this weekend is chili and salsa. Chili and salsa. Yeah. Um, International Chili Society, which is ICS, mm-hmm. um, they have three chili categories and salsa. Okay. Caleb, so. how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Caleb has been doing competitive cooking since he's you've been, what, two? Well, no, six. About six years. Okay, old. I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been doing. And what was your first play? What was your first competition? Peanut butter and jelly. What was it? Uh, it was actually just chili. Really? Yes, sir. Really? And what do you remember the first the first one that first recipe the first chili contest you were in? I mean, six is young. Do you remember it clearly? Um, yes and no. Okay. I remember they had a big like raffle thing. And there was a Jeff Gordon raffle basket. Oh, okay. And I was really obsessed with this. And somebody won it and then walked over and handed it to me because he, he knew that I really wanted it. Oh, that's it. so mm. cool. That's cool. Like giving the kid the baseball that you got like a foul ball next <laughs> to you. Give us a little background about yourself because you're a young guy. Um, well, like you said, I started cooking when I was six. Um, it all started out, you know, my dad was cooking. You know, every kid wants to be like their dad. 
so I then I started cooking um, cooked I mean ever since cooked juniors division you have to once you hit 18 then you start cooking with the adults so as a junior I was cooking turtle powered chili it was all Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> had hundreds of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all over my tables and I dressed up as a turtle really? and everything like that and then um, as I got older so we have pictures to prove it. Well, <laughs> let me. Where, where'd you go to school down in in Indy? Are you yes, sir? Both of you from Indianapolis. Yes. yes. Okay. Where'd you graduate down there? Uh, Decatur Central. Okay. Okay. Now, your that's your nephew, right? Correct. Okay. D- did you do a lot with your aunt all the time, or was it on your own all the time with your father? Are you a tag along? I mean, I just want to know. Uh, it started out. I was a tag along with my dad. I would go with all of him, and then. Uh, my grandparents cook, so I kind of followed them around. And then now it's more I tag along with my aunt, my uncle, wherever they go, I go and cook too. His his dad passed away 16 years ago. Okay. Today. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. He's He was a good guy. He yeah. understands. He was a good – no, he wasn't a good chili competitor. <laughs> he, he didn't make good chili. <laughs> So this weekend at the Chili Cook-Off being held at the local 150 in Merrillville, uh, are you competing? Are you judging? What are you going to be um, doing? I'm competing. I'm competing in red and then in the home style. And then I'm up if they need a judge. Okay. I'm free to judge. How about salsa? Are you going to do any of the salsa? Uh, I've not actually really tried doing salsa. That's something I might later on try. But right now I just want to stick with the the red and the home style so i can get that perfect okay whose recipe are you using my aunt's recipe (laughs) (laughs) a little hesitation there but have you developed your own recipes you work with your own recipe or you feel like hers is just it all right so when i started cooking when i was younger it was i just found a recipe off offline and started using it um but now it's more of her recipe is really good and then, of course, I mean, you make changes here and there based on where you're at, how it turns out, and everything like that. But for the most part, it's just her recipe. I feel like really good is underselling, like, the world's best. But <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so you, you mentioned red chili. What is, like, I guess, I hate to use this word, but the most authentic, just, like, basic red chili? Like, what constitutes a red chili? And what disqualifies a red chili? Uh, it's pretty much... How we describe it, a coney sauce with spices. Coney sauce with spices. So it's your meat, your juices, and your spices. Okay. And that is a specific meat? Does it have to be like beef every time or? It usually is. It has to be USDA grade. So mm. um, I know a lot of people like for home like to cook with deer meat and stuff, but it has to give that red color. Mm-hmm. So if you try and use pork or anything else like that, it makes it white mm-hmm. so it doesn't okay. keep the consistency looking the red red because okay. the color is one of the judging categories oh Ooh. wow i didn't know that <laughs> so have you ever won any awards um i went them here and there okay um, a lot of the times it's my uncle my aunt will win first and i'll win second the next day it's they will win first i'll win second so there's been a couple times that I've beaten them, but for the most part, I'm usually one under them. Mm, how many people do you think will be competing on this weekend? Uh, we right now have, um, that I can think of off the top of my head, the last time I looked, we have 40. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we have 40 competitors and coming you, in. And now, what is your role exactly tomorrow, Saturday and uh, Sunday? I am the chief scorekeeper for the International Chili Society, The that side of it, which is covers... Traditional red, home style, verde, and salsa. What's verde? Verde's green chili. And what is green chili? Yeah, green chili. <laughs> it's made with <laughs> chili. That's good. It's it's made with all green chilies. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's made with all green chilies and uh, either pork or chicken usually. Okay. Mm-hmm. That does sound interesting. I don't think I've ever had a green chili. No, I've never it's, had a green chili. It has a little bit more heat and spice mm-hmm. to it, so it's very very good. Does mm-hmm. your chili have a lot of heat and spice to it? It depends on where I am. Oh, really? Do you mm. you adjust to adjust. the region? Yes. That's so cool. That's, do you actually yes, fi- yeah. do you follow a recipe? Do you actually look in there, or you have it all in your mind? Or no, I have it written down. Do um, you follow yes. it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. How guarded do you keep that if it is written down? It's out on Bush's website. 
Oh, it's not on Bush's <laughs> website. Okay, okay. It is out on Bush's website. Oh, it so is? It, no, it is, it is on Bush's website. Oh, okay. So yes. that's how they got. she got the jacket. Yes. Wow, okay. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And then it's it's cool that you put that out there and it's not a secret, but you're still I, is consistently I don't like better. The, I don't like the secret thing. It's you know not what? a secret. If you listen to past episodes, he hates secrets. A, a <laughs> he lot, tries to get all the secrets. A lot of chili cooks keep their recipe a secret, and um, or you know, a, a secret ingredient off to the side. And even if they publish it, they'll keep something back. Yeah. It, my recipe boils down to the last sentence: adjust seasonings to taste. Mm-hmm. Your taste is different than my taste, mm-hmm. so that changes it. Yeah, I, I never, I never was into secrets because a lot of times people don't want to cook it. I, they might want to know yeah. what's in it, but it, they really don't want to spend the time, the mess, to cook it. You know what I mean? Right. And a lot of things, except for the little secret here and there, you can find by researching and dabbling and stuff like that. I, I've always been full, full open book. When everyone asks me a recipe, I just tell them everything. I don't, I don't hesitate. Hmm. So we have Lakeisha Edwards. She's all over there in the corner. And uh, she's got her own mic. Lakeisha is, uh, well, give us your title and give us some background about yourself. Okay, so um, I am the new executive director of the St. Joseph Carmelite Home in East Chicago. Um, I'm probably the first of its kind. The Carmelite Home is celebrating 100 and 10 years Wow! this year. We were founded in 1913. So we're celebrating 110 years and our CEO, who's also our mother superior over um, the Carmelite Home is a Catholic religious organization, um, founded under Catholic religious principles. And we are still owned and operated operated by the Sisters of Carmelite, the Divine Sisters of Carmelite. And um, our uh, superior um, mother superior is has been our is our CEO and she's been there for nearly 50 years wow wow um, so we have nuns who um, actually own and operate the home um, they provide services they work with the kids but I'm there as their new executive director so I'm here to help to manage and oversight our contractual relationship with the Department of Children and Families so I ensure that we're able to continue for another 110 years, do what's required uh, regulatory-wise, and um, keep kids safe in our home. We are an open residential facility. Uh, we house youth between the ages of 10 to 14, referred by the Department of Child Services. And they're coming until they're able to go back home or go into foster care. So we are a treatment, residential treatment facility, and we provide therapy services um, groups, skill building, um, family counseling, group counseling. We've even done some individual marriage counseling to ensure that couples are prepared to service their children when they um, when they're able to go back home. How many how many people can you house there? So we are licensed for twenty four at the time. Um, the Carmelite Home was licensed for much more. Um, two years ago, we lost everything in a fire. Oh. The, in 2019, um, in 2021, I'm sorry, in 2021, a fire destroyed the entire home. So we've, we had to regroup, we had to rebuckle, and we are revived. I, I tell them every time that it's resilient. The home is resilient. The nuns are resilient. The staff are resilient. So we are in a rebuild mode. And so this donation has really been heartfelt because we are, it's, it's like reviving us again. It's because of donors. It's because of the community. It's because of the commitment of the nuns, the Sisters of Carmelite, and the family, Carmelite family, that we're surviving. And we're, we're giving these kids hope that even at your worst, mm-hmm. we could still come through. And that's what this demonstrates. So we're rebuilding. We plan to, it's a four-part rebuild plan. So we're hoping that by 2025, we're breaking ground on a new home. Huh. So how did you uh, partner up with Man's Man's uh, Chili Mix? Well, D is our fundraising. Uh, D Young is our fundraising and coordinator. So she just called me and basically told me that we, we have this wonderful <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> and this is your first go at... <laughs> 
being a public speaker for the Carmelite home. So um, I just do as I was told in that sense. And so. Well, I know Myron's, um, his feelings are that this is the first annual um, mm-hmm. yes. Cook Chili Cook-Off, but he's looking forward to having many more. Yes. And he's hoping that every year the donations get bigger yes. and bigger. And Tanya, you have a little bit more insight about how, you know, like how much is being donated or how it's all going to work? Honestly, I do not know how much is being donated. Um, it'll come from the uh, some of the entry fees uh, from the cooks and then also um, the door fees. Um, the It's a fee to get in. It's and a $5, $5 fee. $5 fee. And, and you can eat as much chili until yes, it's done. Yes. And then that, um, I, I believe, all goes back. The whole $5 mm-hmm. goes back to the. Right. How many people do you think it's going to show up? I'm hoping a lot. Yeah. What, um, when you have these events, I mean, how large do they get? Um, we host one or hold one down in Wabash, Indiana, every year. Okay. And they have about ten thousand. What? <laughs> that show up every year. <laughs> they close the town, and uh, it's a one-day cook-off. Really? Well, how bad, Caleb? How big is the batch you're going to make? <laughs> I mean, are you making a jacuzzi full of chili, or what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I just make a. Little pot, just competition size. I mean, I can <laughs> two, for ten thousand a two pound pot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some people out there that are you know giant cauldrons that are using you know ores and stuff to stir it and everything <laughs> to to hand out chili at that okay. cook-off. So at this chili cook-off, mm-hmm. there's not a, a consistent size of vessel that you anybody could use any size they want. Anybody can use any size they want. Yes, so, uh, we use a two pound pot. Right. For our competition. Now, if we're, like, for the pass out, for all the public coming, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll bring a bigger pot and make a bigger batch of chili that. Where does the energy come to cook the chili? I mean, like, what do you guys bring your own um, gas ranges in? I mean, I mean, there's no, I'm, I'm sure this lodge only like, has one Col- six-burner stove back there Col- or something. Coleman Camp stoves. Okay. So everybody cooks. Uh, sometimes uh, some of them have like the little single burner butanes, mm. but mostly it's the Coleman camp stoves Is or there, similar, whatever brand. So, so and and the people that come in through the door and pay the five dollars, mm. they also are judges. Those they can put they a will, vote. They will be judging for people's choice. Oh, um, okay. So everyone will be entered into people's choice. So you go they. I'm not sure, but I believe that they're going to have like little raffle tickets or something for them to vote for. They go through, they taste, I think they have maybe five, ten little tickets, and then they go through, taste everybody's chili, and then they can vote for their favorite chili. They can give them all the tickets to one person, or they can vote for however many tickets they have. Hmm. And your vote is different. And Lakeisha, you're going to be a judge too, aren't you? Yes, I am. You like chili? I do actually. I just so I cooked chili yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm you won. My, I'm, yeah, I won yesterday. I won in my house at least. But so yes. so are you going to give advice to Lakeisha about judging? Yes, she will um, get there early enough. And um, my husband Darren, he is actually the chief judge, so he will be um, giving a judging class beforehand as to what all they need to look for and how you know okay, the, so, the category or the. Yes. You got the People's Choice Award. Yes. Now, what is your award going to be called? Um, our war, um, the competition cooks, they turn their chili in in unmarked cups. Everybody will have an unmarked cup um, that is numbered on the bottom or on a tag on the side, which is underneath tape. All the cups look identical. They put their chili in. It goes to into the judging room, and then we have judges that are in there that taste all the chilies and score them. Okay, so when I when I go to Yankee Candle out east to their big factory that has uh-huh. millions of candles, you smell the candles, mm-hmm. and in between you have to clear your sinus. Yes, or, and they give you coffee beans to smell. Mm-hmm. What do you do for chili taste? Uh, we have palate cleansers. And what are they? It can be anything from like celery, uh, toward um, flour tortillas sour cream cheese cubes uh, water okay so so caleb there's a it's a two-day event so it's um saturday and sunday from 12 to 3 at the lodge over in Merrillville. what's going on different on saturday than sunday or is it the same thing going it's on it's the same cook off it's just if you're cooking both days if you mess up something on saturday oh you, you get adjust a second. it 
at uh, Cook Sunday. So are there two different awards given out? Is there a award for Saturday and one for yes. Sunday? Yes. Um, each each one is held separately. Uh, it's two different separate events. Now, what do you do to prepare? I mean, personally, to prepare for this event. I mean, do you? I mean, they doors open at noon. Does the cooking start at noon, or does it start earlier? And I mean, do you have like a checklist? I mean, because you you're responsible for everything you bring in. They're not going to give you anything, right? Right. Yeah, you have to bring everything in. Um, so the first category turns in. I don't have the schedule in front of me, unfortunately. I believe um, salsa turns in at ten. So you have to be there and have your salsa ready at for turn in at ten o'clock. They the ICS gives you a three hour window to cook. Mm. So nine o'clock is when home style. Thank you, Caleb. Yeah, nine o'clock is when they say home style fires, which means you can light your stove and start your home style chili. Um, then salsa turns in at ten. Verde, which is your green chili, fires at ten thirty. Then home style turn in is at noon. Okay. So it it varies throughout the day, about every hour, hour and a half. Um, so if you're if you're one of the people that is doing all four categories, you're. You're busy. You're very busy. The whole yes. time. Yes. Caleb, how long does it take you to cook a batch of chili from beginning to end? Uh, you do it in about two hours. Uh, that's what I usually do, about two hours. Uh, do a little bit of prep or whatever, and then, I mean, you just, you just cook it. I mean, how long do you let it cook? Do um, you stew it for a while? Like, yeah, you know, like- stew it. You boil it for a little while. You, you, know, you ground up your meat. You cook your meat, all that kind of stuff. So- I mean, there's stuff that you do before you have chili, mm-hmm. but yeah, usually it's it's about a two-hour process from start to end. Lakeisha, do you like um, oyster crackers in your chili or just regular saltines? <laughs> it's funny because my husband was mad I didn't bring oyster crackers home. <laughs> I really just put chili in a bowl with cheese and sour cream. That's, uh, that's how I do my chili. That's I how I do it too. On it too. So, but yeah. That's, so, how, that's how we do it at home. Now, <laughs> when you do the cook-off, I mean, are you offering any condiments with it, like extra hot sauce on it? Do you do that, or do they just taste it like it is? They t- usually just taste it as it is. Um, some people, depending on what they want to do, some people I know have brought, like, little pieces of cornbread. They make little mm-hmm. homemade cornbread, or they will offer grated cheese. Um, okay. I don't. Okay. You just do it like <laughs> it is. I just do it as is, because I'm usually busy doing other things, so... So what is your biggest secret ingredient? Can you tell us? I mean, it's on the website, but what makes your chili different? Made it the winner. Um, I know it's love and care, but... It is. I I wish I had an answer for that. Really? The day That day at World Competition, I did not like my chili. <laughs> I kept saying there was something missing, and... I said, I will never be able to make this pot of chili again because I added a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and I don't know what I added. Okay. Mm. So uh, I kept saying, you know, this is, there's something off. There's something off. It wasn't tasting right to me, and Darren tasted it, and he says, I think it tastes fine, and finally I just said, you know what? I'm over it. It's getting turned in like this. I'm, I, it's- <laughs> well, well, as being a, a cook, I mean, don't you guys, even uh, Lakeisha, when you cook at home, when you cook... And it's time to serve it. You're like the it just is not as good to you as right. if it's you walked into the, to the house. You're no longer hungry. You're no longer hungry. So you think that happened to you? It probably. could have. Yes. <laughs> now we're getting back to crackers. I like saltines. I like and saltines. And I'm a I'm a terrible chili guy to talk to because I put so many in it makes it like stiff. You know <laughs> that's how I like my chili with a lot of stiff crackers in there. Um, now the beans. Beans are they? They're important. What but, kind of beans you use? I know you use bush. Only, only bushes beans. Um, Is there a certain kind? I use um, the chili, the black beans, chili black beans. Okay. Do you do you do a you know mixture like you know some navy, some black, some kidney? Do you do sometimes? Um, again, depending on where we are, I will do like they have a they have mixed beans, which are the red and pinto beans. So I will use the mixed beans and the black beans together. Hmm. Lakeisha, over at the um, the house there, 
What kind of career opportunities did you guys got? So right now we're looking for direct support professionals. So these are actually the child care workers that actually intervene, interact, and help guide the day-to-day for the kids that's in, in the home. Now, do you guys, like, you're looking for any, like, you serve meals there and things like that? Yep, we serve meals. We have maintenance. <clears throat> we have um, housekeeping. Um Right now, those those positions, you know, when I first got there, I met with every single staff, and most of our housekeeping and our food service staff have been there for like 25 years wow. or more. Uh-huh. So they love it. They're not going anywhere, and I didn't want them to go anywhere either. <laughs> it's, it's just been difficult during COVID, during that transition, to get people that want to um, be in a facility that's open 24 hours. We're going to dig a little bit into the history of the Carmelite House, the mm-hmm. St. Joseph Carmelite House. Where was the first one? How large it was it? And why did they start it? Do you have that idea? I, I, I don't know. I have a little bit of it. Um, I'm, st- I'm still learning, but I'm I sure. have a little bit of it. So um, it was founded by Mother, um, Mother Teresa out of, well, I want to say, they founded the sister, the divine, the sisters of Carmelite, the divine sisters of Carmelite, and she brought that mission over to the states in 1912. So when she brought the mission over to the states, and her mission was to serve kids, to serve families, to to serve people that were homeless or couldn't help themselves. And so when they brought this mission over to the states, they opened up provinces. So it was four provinces. One was in was we have four provinces now. One in Wisconsin one in St. Louis, one in Michigan, I want to say Lansing, and East Chicago. Our regional, um, our local superior, who is Sister sister Maria Giuseppe, she's actually the provincial superior over all four of the provinces in the states, so in the United States. So um, it's it's based in the Catholic faith, Mm -hmm. um, and... And we're, it started out for the Carmelite home. We basically started in 1913 as an orphanage. Okay. And um, because of regulations, because of things that happened, you know, orphanages eventually kind of, kind of were, we geared, we veered toward away from orphanages because of abuse and things like that. Mm-hmm. So things programming that involved kids, homeless kids or homeless youth, had to have more regulation. So about 40 years ago, the state told us that we had to become licensed okay. to house resi- to house youth as a residential facility. So we brought in an individual, Tom Lemke, who just retired um, last week was his last May 1st was his last day, um, and we brought him in, and he helped to regulate our official and formal services of the Carmelite Home. And I'm here to just continue in ensuring that we stay regulated. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this event is large enough where it's going to help qualify people for the national event? Yes. Uh, like and I, explain how that all works. It's, it's sort of like playoffs, right? Kind of, yes. Um, for uh, There's two sanctioning organizations, the ICS, which is the International Chile Society. In order to qualify for the world championship, you have to win the category. So... And then you have to have so many to be a world qualifier. There has to be at least 10 competitors in each category. So that's the traditional red, home style, verde, and salsa. So right now, all four categories for both days are world qualifiers. We have enough cooks. And then the other sanctioning group is CASSIE, which uh, stands for Chile Appreciation Society International, which is out of Texas. Um they you earn points depending on where you place Hmm. so and then each state depending on which state it is you have to have certain amount of points so indiana is a six point state so Hmm. you have to earn six points to be able to go to the international championship which is in terlingua texas on the first saturday of november every year Hmm. So are there any uh, specific rules or, like, for example, how much preparation can you do beforehand? Like, obviously, you can't bring an entire can of chili and just dump it in. Everything has to be prepared on site. Prepared on site. Prepared on site. Um, yes, veggies cut. Um, I mean, of course, you can, uh, and no home canned goods, so, like, no home tomato sauces. 
Um, I mean, you know, homegrown chili peppers is one thing, but um, everything has to be basically store-bought. Store-bought. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Due to the USDA rules and health mm-hmm. safety and all of that. So. so do you have the health inspectors around there? Do they come in? They have on occasions on uh, some of our cook-offs, yes. I don't know about here. Um, don't know what the rules are here and what they found out. So, yeah. But I know what, like up in Illinois, uh, West Chicago area, Batavia, uh, Cook County and stuff, they do show up. They take temperatures. Um, I know in Springfield, Illinois, they, will, they do it also out there. Hmm. Also in Springfield, we have to have record of where we purchased our meat. So what, you know, can anyone... Can any novelist come and do the cook-off? You have to be a chef. You have to own a restaurant. I mean, can Lakeisha come in and just start making her chili from yesterday? Anybody can come in and cook. We welcome everybody. Um, If you want to, I mean, for you can do, you have to be a member of ICS. You do not have to be a member of Cassie in order to compete. So uh, ICS, though, is the only one that has like the home style with the beans. Because, I mean, a lot of the people like to put beans in theirs. So for $10, you can become a member for the day, or for that one cook-off, I should say, and have an opportunity to qualify to go to the World Championship. Now, have you had any kind of like TV exposure, any kind of media exposure like that, being the world champion? Um, the only the media exposure I've had, uh, I was down at the SEC Championship um, down in Atlanta in December uh, with Bush's Beans, so... I was have you toured their plan or anything like that? I have. I've been to Dandridge several times. Really? <laughs> yes. How how is it a kind of an experience to it see is, all that? It's a, it's a great experience. So there is a yeah, Caleb's been out there. Uh they have a great restaurant too. So Oh, they have their own restaurant. They have their own restaurant there too. Yes. Have you met the Bush's dog? Oh yes. I've, yeah. I've, Duke. I've never <laughs> that's awesome. I never knew they had a Duke. Yeah, and the commercials Duke. and yeah. I never noticed that. Yes. That's so cool. That I would be so excited to meet the dog. <laughs> so where was the the first ever chili cook-off do you know very first uh it started in 1967 down in terlingua texas okay um if i'm trying i'm trying to remember uh frank tolbert and cj wood um one of them wrote an article saying that they made the best chili and so they kind of got into an argument and they met out in the middle of the desert and started that's how it all started sure. down in down in Terlingua, throwing, Texas. Throwing, throwing, <laughs> whipping throw, beans at throw each down. other. Throw down. <laughs> throw down. <laughs> Caleb, is there any kind of cuisine that you like to cook other than chili? Um, I mean anything. I like cooking, you know, steaks, burgers, just about anything. But chili is my specialty. Have you ever worked in any other like restaurants? Uh, yeah, I've worked in a couple sports bars. Um, I've done. Uh, I've been a busboy. So I, I've done some cooking for restaurants. Okay. So what do you think about the difference? Like if you have somebody that wants to make chili, should they use? I know you're going to say they should use Bush's beans, but. I started out using Brooks. Brooks. How about dry beans? How does that work? I have never personally used dry beans. Um, the thing with that is everything has to be prepared on site. So in order to get them to soak long enough i mean you would have to be there early that morning to get them but if that's what you want to do i would use pinto beans okay that's, that's a, a long time to soak too, that's a right? long time usually, to soak over, usually even, you soak them overnight right mm-hmm. right and the reason for soaking other than what to make them softer to speed up the process uh to get the gas out of them is that does yes. that is that true yes okay i was just wondering how many different beans do you use though in your in your chili just the one I basically just use uh, the black beans. And, and the meat you use is just usually? I use, um, for home style, I usually use ground. Mm-hmm. Now, Not- for traditional red, uh, we can use cut meat. Okay. So we're talking about ground meat. Mm-hmm. So are you using something that's really lean or something that's like 70%? I mean, 80-20. 80-20. 80-20 and- grind chuck. Chuck. And that's because of? Sirloin breaks down too quick. It, uh, sirloin becomes mushy. Mm. So, what is the most common seasoning in chili, and what are the what are the traditional seasonings that, that people use in their chili? The chili peppers. The chili peppers. Yes. No powders. Um, we all use powders um, for consistency. Uh, I shouldn't say all. Uh, most most competitors use powders. 
because I mean, you know, if you use fresh vegetables, sometimes you might get a hot jalapeno. Sometimes it might not be hot. Sometimes an onion might be sweet. Sometimes it could be hot. So we use powders for consistency. Hmm. So are, you are allowed to use like paste though with? Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. So can you walk us through like a, a basic chili recipe? Like the Caleb, you do it. Tell us exactly what you would do first. Tell us the recipe. You don't have to uh, tell you, us exactly the, the items. I mean, you tell us the items, but you don't have to tell us the measurements. Uh, usually you start out, you know, browning your meat. Then you uh, you drain your grease out. You know, you wipe out the pot, get all the grease out. Oh, really? I think they, that would have mm-hmm. stayed in there. Go ahead. Then, I mean, you use onion powder, chili powder, garlic, salt, pepper. Uh, you go through and uh Now, let sauce. me ask you this. Okay, so you ground your meat. You drained your meat, you wiped your pot out, and those seasonings, are you putting them directly on the meat, or you wait till it's become a sauce and you add it then? Uh, I, so what I do is I put my my broth and my uh, paste. And and what's the broth you're using? Uh, chicken and beef broth. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. And you just put it into your pot, and then you put all your, uh, your – I do two different dumps, so it's two different sections of spices. So you start at the beginning, you put a – a lot of your spices in you know, your onion and your garlic powder and salt pepper and chili powder and all that kind of stuff and with all of that broth and juice and I bring that to a boil then I'll put my meat in there and I'll let that cook for a little bit so that meat can kind of soak up that juices then you add in your other spices you know more chili powder uh, if you need more salt, so you taste meat. it. You give it yes, a taste. You taste. Even it. if you have a recipe, you still give it a taste. Oh, you have to you? give it a taste because you never know what the weather is going to do, or the whether you're inside or outside, it changes it. Caleb, what kind of salt do you use? Do you use a do you use a sea salt? Do you use just the iodine salt? It's kosher, kosher salt, sea salt, regular kosher salt. Yeah, it's got a lot of flavor to it. That's the mm-hmm. best one. Lakeisha, what's what's secret about your chili? Nothing much. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much. <laughs> it includes a package <laughs> and some the the diced tomatoes, um, onions, a lot of onions and bell peppers. Um, and I do do the eighty twenty ground chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put um, red beans and pinto beans. Yeah, kidney beans and pinto mm-hmm. beans. Yeah. Well, you know, you're saying packages. You know, Man Man's uh, chili has. Uh, a couple different flavors. They have like a hot burn flavor, they call it, and then they have a no heat mild flavor. And uh, the Man Man's chili, I know you can find um, at farmers markets, and you also can find it. I think on Amazon too, you can get it. I think, but uh, he's a local local guy. They made in here in Crown Point, which is kind of cool. I never knew that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna find Myron and I'm going to go visit his facility because I always get I really love seeing where they make things where's this facility again it's somewhere in Crown Point oh okay. but they've been established since like 1965 oh wow that was yeah. before I was born yeah it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah way before you were born um what was one of the favorite places you visited when you went through your comp- competitions where were some of the nice places oh um, what's your favorite place you think you would think about even moving there with your pot of chili oh I I don't know oh if I ever moved, I think it would be to Tennessee. Um, Tennessee does offer a great cook-off down there. Um, but I don't know if I have a favorite cook-off. Each place holds something special for us. And, you know, something different. But I don't really think I have a favorite. Mm-hmm. Can I mean, you recall your like the best chili you've ever either made or had? Like the specific bowl, the specific day? No, I don't. No, is, <laughs> I'm is that sorry. consistently I'm sorry, good? Yeah. Well, that's good though. That's I can tell you some that I didn't like, but yes. Oh. <laughs> what makes a bad chili? You feel like um, the the meat getting mushy. Um, if they're using or if I'm using even um, cut meat, not getting it done and being chewy, and just some of the odd flavored spices that some people use. And you're talking about the meat, so the grind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Caleb, when you put that in your pot, are you like really getting it really fine? Do you like it where it's got a little bit of chunkiness to it? Uh, I typically do a little chunky, not super small, but not big chunks. That way they can, you know, whoever's tasting it can get an even mixture of the the spices, the juices, and the meat. And it's not like 
taking a spoonful and just getting a big like chunk of meat that takes 10 minutes to and, chew. And if you leave it a little chunky as you cook it, doesn't it kind of break a little bit away from itself a little bit? You know, yes, where if you go too fine, it, it just becomes part of it. Now right. the salsa part, are you creating a salsa for the event? Uh, I am not. I have not played with salsa. Uh, it's something that I might try in the future, but I, I have not created a salsa recipe yet. How about you, Tanya? Yes, I'm not competing this weekend, but um, I do. We do pico and um, a cooked salsa. It just depends on where we're cooking and competing, um, which will do better. But what, what's the difference between them? Salsa is more has a more of a tomato base. That's um, like I said, I cook mine down. Some people roast them uh, and blend them. The pico is basically just the chopped veggies mm-hmm. with some. As I refer to it, some juice. Right. The juice from the vegetables. <laughs> the juice from the vegetables. So and some people add, like, maybe some honey or some other stuff to it. So Do they add Do they add cumin or any of those items to some it? Some people do. I do. Do you? I, I, I do on both of mine. How about lime? I do, yes. You do. Was... <laughs> now, how long have you been doing this for? Uh, I've been doing it since about, let's see, 19... No. See, when I hear 19, that just age it, right? Wait a minute. Two, no, I'm so, trying to think here. When my kids graduated, uh, 2004, five, oh, wow. somewhere around there. So, and Darren's, Darren's been doing it since 1998, I think. So, now, mm-hmm. talk about the Myrtle Beach experience. Because that's the, isn't that like the Super Bowl? That is the world championship for ICS. Uh, it was there for the last two years. It's there for this year. Um, it in the past it has moved around from state and city, but Myrtle Beach it's it's right there, right on the beach. It's right on the beach. It's like maybe a hundred, two hundred yards from the beach. But um, they always seem to have it during like right at hurricane season. But <laughs> what is we, we've season? gotten lucky on that so far. <laughs> and the chilly chilly seasons from when to when? For ICS, chilly season is July first. The chilly year is from July first to June thirtieth. For Cassie, it is my brain just froze. October first to September thirty first. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb's not saying anything. I know he's not. It's like oh, my mind just froze on so, that one. You know, so tomorrow's the the first event. Now, Caleb, is your mind like totally? Do you like really get worked up about you're going to be in a contest? Like before I do a show, I don't care if I've done a hundred shows. I still have that little feeling in my belly, like oh, you know, I got to make sure it's right and get do all my homework and stuff like that. Are you like that before? Oh, right? oh yes. And it doesn't matter if you've done a hundred of them. Doesn't matter if I'm. You know, world. If it's just some small cook-off, or or no matter what it is, that's you get that that those butterflies. Right. Especially when it comes to announcing the awards, you're sitting there with the anticipation, and just waiting and waiting and waiting to hear your your number, or your name being called. And you've never tried any other kind of cooking competition out there other than chili. No, sir. Just just chili. Now tomorrow at this event, um, they're going to have more than just. You know, you can eat the chili and and uh, talk to you guys, right? People come right. up and oh, talk yes. to you. Oh, yes. And they try to get and you know, no one puts their finger in the pot and try to taste anything, do they? No. no. They slap them away. Um, but they also got to have entertainment there. Yes. So uh, do you know about the entertainment or not? I, I know he's a local. I don't know his name, unfortunately. No, uh, not off the top of my okay. head, I don't. So what they're going to have on Saturday, they're going to have uh, Jerry Clemens there. Uh, Ronnie Baker. Oh, there he is. Yep. And uh, Brooks, uh, Carl uh, Weathersby, and Travis Trent. So I'm sure those are all like um, country singers. They sound mm-hmm. like more like country singers. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm from the 80s. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, an 80s right, guy. Right, right. I mean, I, I, I'm not up to it. And uh, Lone Star and Coco Taylor. So those are the those are the, the entertainment. Now, are they? Do they just like set a, t- a time where they just while you guys are cooking, they're just jamming? Is that they're how just it works? jamming? Yes. So I, I, mean, I, yes, they're just going to be up there playing and. So and on Sunday they're going to have Rocco Calipari, Calipari, yeah, right? He's a blues artist, and he recorded with uh, Bo Diddley and Chuck Berry. 
Oh, which wow. is kind of cool. Right. So, and then also, I mean, on this, Jerry Clemens is going to be there. He played with Travis Tritt in them. Okay, that's yes. What it is. It's just yeah, just Jerry's going to be there. Okay. Travis Tritt sounds like a pretty big name. He is. Okay, he was. He was. I was, was. Say, if I can <laughs> recognize it, that's probably a, a big name. <laughs> so, Lakeisha, if there's a kid or someone that's in need or help, what do they do? How do they get a hold of you? How do they contact you? And and to be safe about because sometimes when they do this, they might have somebody behind them that might be listening and getting mad that they're contacting you. So, so how do they do this? So our kids are already referred by the Department of Child Services. So they're not coming in off the street. Child Services has already intervened in the home and found that there's a danger. So Child Services actually reaches out to us to determine if we have an open bed or available bed that could um, help and assist this kid. And referrals come throughout the entire state. Um, it's a great need. It's yeah. a great need. So it is a need. Yeah. So we have a number on our website. They what? could either call the office, the direct office doing regular business hours at 219-397-1085, or they could use our after hours or weekend emergency contact. Someone's available. Uh, one of the sisters is available. Um, our sister, um, Maria Teresa, oversees any um emergency or after hours referrals and her number is 219-201-1084 believe it or not that's been our hour wow Wow. Mm -hmm. and i want to thank you lakeisha i want to thank you caleb and i want to thank you uh um i forgot your name uh tuana tanya my boss name is tuana uh tanya for joining us here at the studio i know we're all we're all busy um and I want to encourage everyone um, to visit the first annual Chili Cook-Off uh, this Saturday and Sunday. It starts at noon, ends at 3. It's at the local 150 Hall, uh, 2193 West 84th Street in Merrillville. And I want to thank Man, Man's Man's Chili for um, being the sponsor and organizer yes. of this great event. And I hope everyone have a, has a great weekend. Uh, go visit the Chili Cook-Off. Uh, it's first annual. Make uh, put a put a stamp on Maryville. That help help us out over there, and listen to the bands. Uh, everyone have a great weekend. It's going to be beautiful. Remember to hug your family, grab your dog, and give them a big old kiss. Yasu.